Hey everybody, welcome to Generation Xbox. This is episode number 217. I'm Tyler. And I'm Steven. And we are your home for all things Xbox. Uh, and we'd love to have you come join our community. The easiest way to do that is head on over to GenerationXbox.com. And on any article at the bottom, there are links to everything. There's Facebook and the group. Twitter, um, and links to Patreon and Discord and then all the podcast apps. We'd love to have you come take part. You can send in your questions on Discord or Facebook um, or, you know, shoot us an email at mail at generationxbox.com uh, with your questions. If it's read on the show, um, you're entered in to win the monthly giveaway. And if your name is called when we do the drawing, you know, you can shoot us a message and claim your prize. you win an Xbox gift card. Um, so, yeah, we'd love to have you, you know, come join. A lot of great conversation happening in both places and on Twitter. Um, super fun. Twitter's Generation X underscore box. Facebook is Generation Xbox forums. And then from either place, you can get links to Discord or, as I said before, GenerationXbox.com. So, yeah, come take part. Cool. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so, how was your week? Anything fun and exciting? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of shows to watch. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I watched, yeah, the, there's the New Game Plus Expo, the Avengers stuff, and the Cyberpunk stuff. We'll talk about a lot of that later. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, other than that, I mean, I did buy something, Tyler. You did, but I want to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. So, very um, out, is it safe to say out of character for you to make that type of purchase? Um, A what little bit. It, it would have been... Yeah. You know, it just definitely came at the right moment. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it just, I don't know. It, you know, it happened per- perfectly, and I was already planning on doing something like that. And then, see, it seems silly to talk about it later and then talk about it well, now. No, well, that's called a tease. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get to it in a bit. Um, Fair enough. Because it, it, it ties directly into something that we're going to talk about for a while. So, mm-hmm. anyway, um, as for me... Yeah, it's it's uh it's been a week. So this is a week where video games actually, um, you know, we're we're good to have around at least in the form of video game news. It served as a nice distraction, um, as it often does for a lot of people, which is you know part of the reason they exist. And uh, it was nice to have that and just kind of unplug and detach my my brain from everything I had to deal with for the, for the eight hours prior and just uh, come home and watch either news about games or jump in and play games. So. I know we're going to continue our Halo journey. So what's our game plan? I know, because we, we started out with this like idea, we're going to play every Halo game, right? And I know that with the demands of reviewing games and doing all that stuff for our site, like we don't always have as much time as we, we want to have, and we wanna, we don't want to go too long without playing like Sea of Thieves or whatever, too. Had we agreed to skip Halo 3? Uh, we talked about it. We did. Um, I've played it a million times. It's one of my yeah, favorites, but I, I I really want to get to Halo 5 and Halo Reach. I, pl- I beat Halo Reach. It's my favorite Halo mm-hmm. game, um, but I've never beaten 5, actually, so I need to do that. Yeah. Um, Naughty. You're yeah. a big Halo guy, and to never beat 5 yet. That's why I think I could skip 3. I could even make the argument to skip 4 and just play... Um, reach in five but so i, I kind of want to play four because i don't remember four all that much either so the enemies are freaking like frustrating as hell yeah they're no. total sponges yeah i remember even playing on normal it was a pain in the butt yeah and that uh, i remember like i was i was loving the fact that i was playing halo again the first time i played it but like the the enemies were so spongy i just 
I kept like not. I kept thinking I don't love this as much as I want to. You know, but and it was still fun, and the story was good, and the ending was pretty powerful, actually. In four, so that, that's one thing I do remember. That's why we I yeah. can skip that game, but yeah, I've only played it once though, and I kind of do want to revisit it again. We'll talk about it and figure it out. But I, we did not mention ODST. Safe to say, we're going to skip over that one. Oh hell yeah! I mean, I didn't like that game yeah. that much. I actually do like it, but it's I feel like it it doesn't have the same appeal for replay as some of the others so yeah i mean it was it was fine i we played on legendary though so we did spend most of the time just running we did um, it was hard it's hard to fight a bunch of enemies on legendary um and i know that yeah and we're taking somebody with us that loves to like stop and fight everything so annoying (laughs) so it was really weird um because i was in the middle so i'm trying to keep up with you and trying to watch for him at the same time because you can get a little turned around in that game in a couple different spots. And Not I with mean, my just amazingness at directions. Sure. <laughs> just this person got turned around in the bathhouse in Destiny. Uh, so. I don't remind me. I remember <laughs> we trying to beat the Nightfall, you know, because you have to speed run basically because you only have like 15 minutes and trying to stop and shoot every single enemy. And if you, you know, you, all the Destiny fans know, especially in 2, like the beginnings of the strikes correspond sometimes with just some of other random events happening in the worlds um before you really get into like the strike part of it so you know you're trying to stop and join a random event when you you know you have 15 minutes to get to the end yeah that's fun no but yeah that's a good time Um, what are you gonna do but you know everybody plays games a little differently and uh some people are not built for i shouldn't say built for but like programmed for those like you time limit events, you know? They're just not. Like, some people love those games that are just open world, take your time, do what you want, have fun, stop in the middle of a quest and do something else for a little bit. And that is fun. There is value in that. Like, 100%. I'm kind of in between. So, there are times where I play games with you and I'm like, would you slow down for a second so we can actually, like, play the game? And there are times where, you know, I'd play with other people like um, Graham's who we're talking about, our former co-host. Uh, we love you, Graham. But he would want to stop and, like, fight everything, and then we're running out of time. And I'm kind of in between. I like, I, I want a little bit of both. So, but it's, uh, but people, you know, people have different styles, and they do different things. And I think, Stephen, that's why, you know, he loved games like The Witcher and fallout and things like that where there is that element of kind of stop and do other things and it's not as linear yeah i mean i've played those games too and i love those too and i also take my time in them but when i'm playing a shooter you know i don't like dying and not every enemy needs to be killed yeah yeah no and i hear you but i think you have the most broad range of like types of games that you like Oh, for sure. Right? So, you know, and I, uh, I grow, like, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if it was 10 years ago, now nah, 15, I, I would have zero interest in cyberpunk. Absolutely not. Um, now I can't wait for it. And I'm, I'm so hoping I like it. And I think I will. We'll talk about it in a bit. But games like that too. So 
Control, I don't know if I ever would have beaten Control, like, 10 to 15 years ago. But I absolutely loved it last year. So, that I, you know, I've, I've grown in that. I used to be just purely linear in sports games. So, Halo was always a game I loved, because it's always been pretty linear, especially starting with 2. But, you know, the, uh, and then sports games are pretty straightforward, right? But, yeah, the other types of games, uh... What, do you remember seeing the first open world game you actually beat? Um, like, what do you mean by beat? By com- complete the story. Probably Fable 2. Okay. Um, I 100%ed Final Fantasy 13 2, which was pretty open world. Mm-hmm. Um, some Yeah, it, it was. There was some parts that were like hallways, but definitely wasn't as bad as the first game. Yeah. Um, so that I remember was, mine... Distinctively, yeah. and I bought it thinking, God, I hope I like this, but I don't know. And I tried, turned out to love it. Red Dead Redemption, the first one, it was okay. the first open world game I actually beat, and that was 10 years ago. So, you know, because I played uh, GTA 4, which came out in what 08? That's all right, somewhere mm. in there, yeah. And dude, I didn't even get an hour into that, hated it. Now, I, bet back, I bet if I went back and played now, I'd love it. Oh, GTA 4 is great. I never beat yeah. it, though. I got, like, you know, held up in the middle of the game. And it's just really fun to go around and just shoot things. Mm-hmm. And blow up cars and, you know, do what you do in GTA. So That's I was, why I've never I, beaten any of the previous ones. Yeah, I was legit surprised at how much I loved 5. Because of my experience with 4. But 5 is one of the best games I've ever played. Like, best experiences I've had. Yeah. Um... And I just, it was one of those games where you're kind of sad at the end, but it's such a fulfilling ending. Like that, doesn't that ending in that game actually feel like an ending? Well, it, considering there's four different endings, I don't know what you're talking about, right. but yes. So I'm not, yeah, I don't know which one you had, but, um. Well, the spoilers my, my, are a little yeah, past. I, mean, I, guess, I, I guess we're seven years in and the game's been on like 18 different I saved everybody. Right you did? Okay. I didn't. Oh, that's right. You've told me before. You let Michael die. No. Oh. Yeah, I thought... I let Trevor die. Oh. Mm Hmm? I was still too much... Like, I hadn't gotten in the mode yet where I started to think the bad guy is the best character and everything, you know? Um... But they were all bad guys. Well, they're all bad guys, but Trevor's, like, truly the... Trevor's psychotic. Yeah. Like, you remember the first time you see him in the game? I do. Yeah. It's but the, like, the biggest memory was the torture one. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I, I just couldn't let any of them die. I didn't want to let any of them die. I, um, I hear so you. So, I, I didn't. I mean, and the fact that we can talk about the game ten years on, and, you know, and so many people are still playing it. And not a story, obviously, probably, but in online. I mean, that says something about the longevity of that game. But, Close Circuit to Rockstar, please stop. Like, re-releasing the game on everything. Can you just, like, give a six at this point? I think uh, I think when we're, you know, still pushing GTA Five, and I get it, because online's huge, but we're I think we're ready for six. Ready for a new story and to go do some new things. So, that'd be cool if we could get that early in the next gen. I don't know, though. What's, yeah, what's, your, guess, what's your guess for six? What year? Three years after launch, so, so 2020, 20, yeah, two or three. 
Okay. Could be holiday twenty two, but I imagine holiday twenty three. That's that's mine as well. It's holiday twenty three. I, I think that's when we'll see it. I don't know. I would like. I would certainly like to see it a lot sooner. But let's see what uh, Red Dead had a an eight year difference in between the games, one and two. So something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd technically be due for six in next year, but doubt that's going to happen. All right. So, uh, anything else going on in your world? Anything game-wise? Um, no, I've been editing a lot of, of stuff, though, for the site. We got a couple of reviews out. Um, or a couple. We got four. Jump King, West of Dead, Ultimate Fishing Simulator, and Out Buddies. Nice. Um, and then we also got some feature stuff on, like, reactions to the Avengers show, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. Best action adventure games. Um, stuff on the rarest collector's editions. Mm-hmm. And a preview of Session. For those interested, I mean, we did yep. see Skate 4 last week, but um, Session is is out, like, in early access. And then a, a Mega Man, like, uh, look yeah. back. So, a lot of stuff to go check out there. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're, you know, uh, listening to the show and you got Session in preview, let us know what you think of it. It's not easy. No, I got the, there's a two-hour trial if you want to go try it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game's only 20 bucks, so not bad. But it is definitely sim-based. Like, it, you do feel accomplished landing a grind. Yeah. Um, whereas in Skate or Tony Hawk, you know, that's easy to do. So are you saying you're going to probably like Tony Hawk 1 and 2 a little more? Well, yeah. I mean, they're not... The, you can't compare them besides the fact that right. they're skateboarding games. Right. Like, one's realistic. Like, it is mm-hmm. designed to to be like you're actually skateboarding. Yeah, and it's very unforgiving if you make a mistake. So... Whereas the other's pretty arcadey. Yes, yeah. 100%. So, that was my issue. Totally different genre. That was my issue with the golf games. Like, the golf club was so unforgiving at first. I actually kind of didn't like it. Um, because of how much I played the Tiger yeah. and then Rory games. But yeah, yeah. now I've come to love golf club. And I can't wait for 2K21. Maybe it's just because that's all I played. And I'm just used to it now. But, I don't know. Can't wait for that either. But a lot of good stuff coming this fall. And uh, speaking of stuff coming this fall, Stephen, we learned a lot more about a couple of them this week. We did. So let's jump into the greatest 360 game ever, is what I'm calling the Avengers at this point, because my impressions are the the game, like, content-wise looks freaking awesome. Visually, the game looks like late 360, early Xbox One generation. Um, what what are your thoughts? What was your initial? Yeah, so when I was watching this, I, I was like, man, the gameplay looks like it might be fun. Um, I do worry it might get repetitive, and we'll talk about that, but I just remember the the graphics being like, oh my gosh, like, am I crazy? This doesn't look great. Um, and then, you know, everyone else on Twitter kind of said the same thing, and I was like, all right, I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I hope this isn't the end game for, you know, haha, that was not intended. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I hope this isn't the final, like, graphics for this game. Because, yeah, I mean, you know, we're sitting at the back end of the the generation, especially by the time the game comes out, and to look like, you know, a 360 game almost, or a really early this-gen game, you know, Xbox One, like, I'm, you know, not impressed. I don't even know if it's fair to say an early Xbox One game, because think back to Rise, Son of Rome. Which, and that's true. You know was not uh which was a launch day title it was not a great gameplay experience 
But that game looks phenomenal. And it looks better than anything we saw in the Avengers stream. That said, I mean, the Avengers might be the test of what's more important to people. I'd rather have a really good gameplay experience. I'd rather have both, don't get me wrong. But if I have to choose one, give me a great gameplay experience over cutting-edge graphics any day as long as the graphics are acceptable. Yeah, so I did not beat Crackdown 3, but I got to the final boss. Um, and I had a blast playing that game, but that game looked not good. Um, and this this was be- better looking than that. So I can live with the, you know, if the gameplay is good. That's just the thing. Like, will it be... Will it get too competitive? I mean, we did so, see mm-hmm. a lot on being able to, you know, customize your superheroes, you know, differently than other people's based on the skills you choose and the equipment. So let's talk, you know, about that. It kind of reminded me of, you know, your destinies and your divisions There's a lot or of Diablo, any of that yeah. stuff where you, you know, you get new equipment and you, you know, it boosts certain skills and does changes the damage type or changes something and might change the gameplay a little bit and that's what it reminded me i mean are you excited for that i am because it's giving me those things in a world i already know and love with characters i know and love so yes i'm glad they didn't rehash a villain from the mcu the movies yeah i'm glad we're getting an entirely new villain i think that's really cool and it's not new to marvel right like so, comic book fans, stop yelling at me. But <clears throat> I think it's really good to see something different um, to people who have recently gotten into Marvel. Um, as for to answer your question, like, I yeah, I can see that. I think the my take is like the camp areas or whatever um, remind me very much of Division, and then the uh, the actual abilities and the supers and all that stuff very Destiny. What camp area? I it was the, the area with the vendors in it, and I don't know. It looked um, it had. Uh, oh, you're talking about um, Ant Man's place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I could see that. So it, it just reminded me a little bit of Destiny. Uh, I'm sorry, of Division, and then the the gameplay though with the supers and all that stuff, uh, different abilities and all type of thing, very Destiny to me, and I think that's okay. That's not, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as it's deep and has things that keep us coming back for a long time, so it's not like Anthem. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, where are you at? Are you more excited, less excited for this now than you were? I I am more excited and also a little worried isn't the right word, but, you know, hesitant. Um, but, you know, I it it does look fun. I just worry it might get competi- or repetitive. Um, but I think they're going to add a bunch of new characters as time goes on, um, which is awesome, and hopefully they do that, and hopefully it's not super expensive if not free. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I think I am more excited, but also you know, more wary now that I've seen more on it. What about you? One thing concerned me a lot, which was when they were talking about the costumes, and I think it's awesome that they have a lot of like different... Excuse me, costumes for different characters throughout time. One thing that kind of scared me was they said some are exclusive to our online marketplace. I did hear that. So what else is going to be exclusive to that? And that bugs me. So I guess I don't care cosmetically of some stuff you have to buy. That has never bothered me that much. 
I think I could see fans getting a little more upset about it here because you're playing with, you know, things that people really geek out over in a good way. You know, things they remember. To them, it's history, right? Yeah. Um, and to say some of this is behind a paywall is going to get some people riled up. I just want, I hope it stops there. And I hope we're not having paywalls for abilities or fast tracking abilities or things like that. I doubt that. Highly doubt that. So I hope you're right. I do. Um, But I think overall, my impressions of this were really good. I, I like what they're trying to do. Quite a bit, actually. I like that there's a lot of co-op in this, or you can just play it as single player. So well, you need to first log on online, which I know some people are mad about. Yeah, that's true. But I do think that, you know, I in 2020, I think that's where we're headed to with so many things, right? And I, I don't get. The having, I don't get as much being upset about it as I did even in 2013. I understand, but at the same time, everything we do now is connected online. And uh, I don't know. I don't think it's a huge ask, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the, I get where it sucks, but I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that battle was fought back in 2013. I think both companies backed down, but then silently brought... The console makers, I mean, brought it back very quietly. And now you have to have online check-ins for a lot of things. So, I don't know. But I, I get it, and it sucks for people that, that you know, uh, makes it harder for them to play. Okay. Anything else on Avengers? Like, I, I don't know, what would you score this as a, like, show what they needed to do here out of 10? What would you give it? 7-5. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Pro- Go ahead. The graphics were a turnoff to a lot of people. What yeah. honestly, what's more important to me for this game, rather than just high quality like graphics, is a smooth frame rate. If the and I could see the frame rate dropping in this game, um, and that's what it would I'd be the most worried about. So if it can yeah. hit, you know, I'm gonna say steady thirty, but I would love a, a sixty frames, especially when mm-hmm. if it comes to the next generation, um, like on the Series X then that would be awesome. But I, I don't want dips and stutters. I feel like if it was going to be 60 frames, they would have said it already. Yeah, I don't... I mean, it won't hit 60 frames on this gen, probably. But I could see it potentially next gen. So, there you go. Yep, agree. Okay. So, let's uh, pause real quick before we head into the next game that was featured this week and have our eSports segment of the week brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online. Uh, there may be no sports going on right now, other than golf, NASCAR as well, but other sports are on the way. Until then, Bet Online offers plenty of things to keep uh, keep you interested. From sports sims like Madden, uh, NBA 2K, MLB The Show, FIFA, and more, or uh, esports from Dota, League of Legends, Overwatch, uh, Call of Duty, and much, much more. You can bet on that. Uh, at Bet Online, we've got a couple things that we want to feature this week. So, uh, and again, head on over to Bet Online and sign up today. That uh, the first one. Let's talk sports sims and let's talk Madden. We've got from Madden 20, the New Orleans Saints 
On the road at the New England Patriots, the Saints are a three-point underdog in this game. Steven, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, Dang I'm it. taking the Saints to, to beat the spread, um, if not win outright, because, you know, I just think their offensive talent beats the Patriots a little bit. You know, the Patriots don't have the star running back um, that really helps in this game, whereas, you know, the Saints do with Kamara. And then, you know, Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. And, of course, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, but Drew Brees is, has thrown for, like, the most yards every single, you know, season for, like, a while now. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints here over the, the Pats. Yeah, to me, this one's not even close, and I think a three-point spread here is way too small. I think this should be more like six and a half. The, the Saints in Madden... 20 are such a significantly superior team to the Patriots. It's not even funny. Now that's not saying that that's how it would have played out on the field last year in 2019, but in Madden, it is that way. The Saints defense is not bad. The Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. And more importantly, he has a plenty of weapons to choose from on the field that play really well in video games, whereas the Patriots do not. So I think the Saints cover easily here. And I would uh, even at, that's it's a line of minus one ten for them to cover. I, I think they do very very easily. So we'll take the Saints there. Now let's move to the world of real sports and let's talk NHL. The NHL is just about a month away now, Steve, from coming back. Yeah. Uh, training camps opening on the tenth again, I think, of July. So we are less than two weeks, or just about two weeks exactly out from that. Uh, let's talk today. Uh, the qualifying series of the Rangers, the New York Rangers, and the Carolina Hurricanes. Saving the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, this is the best of five series. They are a favorite at minus 140 to take this series over the Rangers, who are a plus 120. Your thoughts? The Rangers offer really good goaltending. They got a kid uh, who replaced kind of Lundqvist, but he is like superhuman. In that, um, think Carey Price, like when he's playing well, think Carey Price, but as good as everybody thinks Carey Price is. Um, and they have Art Artemi Panarin, but that's kind of it at the Hurricanes, who are a pretty deep team up front. Yeah, I'm taking the Hurricanes here. Um, Svechnikov, Aho, Teravainen, Jordan Stahl, you know, all of these guys. And, and Dougie Hamilton and Justin Williams, like they're you know they they they'll beat them. Um, in the you know the standings, it was really close. The the Canes were two points up, but they also had two games in hand over the Rangers. Um, so you never know when we you know come back from this what teams are going to look like, and I think it's going to be a matter of which teams click fastest um, of who's successful in getting uh, into the championship. Yeah. But and on paper, I'm taking the Canes. Um, I think they also have better defense than the Rangers, and the mm -hmm. you know offensively it's it's pretty even. So so I I think a lot of that I think you're absolutely right uh, in terms of like it, a lot of this is going to come down to like who hits the ground running right. Um, but I think a lot of that's going to skew towards the teams that are younger because they're going to be able to jump right in and go. Whereas I feel a lot of times really veteran teams need that little bit to get going. Um, so the, the Canes have a lot of young talent and I like what they have up front. I think their goaltending is, is, is it's, it's okay. It's not bad. 
but it's I, I would give the Rangers maybe a slight edge there. And but I see the Canes winning the series probably in four. Yeah, just, I think I'm with you on that. Yeah, so the Rangers honestly should be happy that they get to just be part of this because they probably weren't going to make the playoffs if if the league hadn't paused. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, that is our esports segment of the week brought to you by Bet Online. And just a reminder, uh, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. Uh, Golf also taking place. BetOnline has all the best odds and lines for matches going on this week and next week and beyond. If you need more, BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, UFC, and other sports happening every single day live for you to check out. If you're looking for something else other than sports, BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, all the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device and join now. Receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, now that we've kept everybody waiting, Stephen, let's talk about this little game that I heard of. That's a very small game. Not a lot of people know about it. It's, it's, it could be an indie darling. Yes. Cyberpunk 2077. It's held cool. have the Night City Wire event this week, and uh, to much fanfare. Let's let's start with that. Uh, people went into this with super high expectations. Steve, let's start there. Did it live up to those for you? Oh, that see, and the pause tells you everything you need to know. Um, I want I straight up to answer the question. No, but. I'm not as disappointed as I saw scrolling like Facebook and Twitter as some people where they were like, I think this game's overhyped. No, you're, you guys are dead wrong if you think that. It's it's going to be awesome. I mean, we, I've seen the last two behind-the-scenes like stuff over the last two years, and I was hyped then. And obviously, it's gonna it, like the gameplay will get smoother, and I know some people had issues with it, but I, I saw no problems with what I watched. Um, and then, you know, we did see stuff later we'll talk about. There were a bunch of different outlets had chances for, like, four-hour hands-on preview. Um, but for the Night City Wire itself, it was a little disappointing because I thought they would show maybe it was just me but i thought that it would be more focused on like the gameplay aspect of it which i guess it did but it picked kind of a boring thing that has high potential but is not all that interesting to look at it's i imagine it'll be much more fun to play it okay what about you so i'm gonna have a different take and this is really the opposite of what i how i expected all this to go um, if you had asked me a week ago. So, I think part of this is I went in with a little bit lower expectations than you. Um, because, and, and a lot of people, to be fair. I think because, like, Cyberpunk's never been the game I'm looking forward to most this year. It's not that I'm not looking forward to it's just never been that game for me. Whereas, I think so many people have been so hyped about this some people for like two years have made uh, a whole thing out of talking about cyberpunk and cyberpunk only basically and it's a thing and excuse me there this game has generated hype that you don't see for 99 percent of video games um i thought what we saw was freaking awesome so the trailer at the beginning was fine a trailer is a trailer and it looks good and of course it looks good because they 
put that together very carefully. The uh, and we'll skip the middle part soon because I want to ask what you think about that. But a um, couple things that really stood out to me is awesome. The Badlands. I thought we were going to be pretty confined to the city. The Badlands looks sweet. Like it's um, it just adds a whole other element to the game and things you can do, and it makes the world that much bigger. I was really impressed with that and what it uh, it the promise it has as being part of the story. Yeah, it to me it like it definitely made me remember the you know the Trevor parts of GTA where you're out in the desert of California and then whereas the other stuff's taking part mm-hmm. inside the city, yep. like same sort of thing. That's a good call. I like that. Um, and it had uh, it almost had a bit of a Mad Max vibe to it. Yeah, um, which is cool too. I mean, I like that. One thing I love about City Project Red right is that they put so much effort into detail of making a world be alive around you and like just everything's going on one of the best things i saw as a reaction to both the show and the gameplay was that it's like you uh you're the whole city doesn't revolve around you as the player you're just another guy or gal walking around and there's so much stuff going on around you, and they don't care about you. It's just the city's alive, and it's it's everybody's doing their own thing. The NPCs are doing their own things, and you can just walk around and watch stuff happen and have that consume hours of your time. That's really cool. The uh, the dreams thing, Stephen, and what was that? What's it brain called? Brain dance. Dream dance? Brain dance. Brain dance. I'm sorry. Brain dance. Um, I think that's awesome. And I just think there's so much potential what you can do with it in the game. And I know, like, they could have showed a, a, a application of it that seemed much more, like, consequential to get people hyped. But they're showing concept and they're showing what it is. I thought it was fantastic. I think it's really cool how you can piece together kind of what happened to this dude through seeing the conversations and then stepping out, watching him walk up, attempt this, this robbery. Um, we... We focus in on somebody who pushes to the ground, and then we kind of go to the end and see that he meets an untimely uh, end. And then we have to piece together, like, who shot him, because we don't see that from our view. Well, we see that there's a camera pointing at right where he was, so we walk, we rewind back over. We see that the shopkeeper has... Uh, security uh, monitor there to see the security footage from the camera and we're able to see on that that's really sweet and I, I can't wait to see how they apply that to different parts of the game um, I, I think that was pretty cool uh, like almost like a mini game to show off during this but I think it's going to be a great element to the game and it's something we don't see in a lot of games so I don't know your <clears throat> excuse me your thoughts on that yeah like I said it, it was an interesting concept and I think mm-hmm. it'll play fun um, and be interesting. I just think they showed the tutorial the first time you're using it, and yeah. I get it. Um, it does seem like everything they've showed, um, and not seem like, I'm pretty sure, like 95% sure, everything that they've shown, including to the people that got the behind-the-scenes look mm-hmm. recently, um, all of that stuff's from the prologue. In so fact, that's I really can, impressive. Yeah, I can confirm that because I heard a couple people that played talking about it and they said some of the stuff from the trailer and the down like the other things they showed uh in the forest they didn't even get that far yeah 
I so everything I, we saw on the, or this week Thursday right was from the the prologue of the game for sure um, so I think there's going to be some other areas that we don't even necessarily know about that are going to be huge surprises when the game like comes out and you know you said you were really excited to go to the Badlands rather than just the city I bet you yep. there's some other parts that are that we don't even we might not even know about right now yep I agree and I'll tell you this, from what we saw at E3, um, was, it, was it last year we showed they showed a good gameplay thing? Or no, they just showed a trailer. Yeah, and Keanu. Um, was it two years ago that we got to see uh, on TV the gameplay piece, like that 40-minute? No, no they, in, they released it later, like two Yeah, later. it was right around Gamescom-ish. Yeah. In 18, that's right. This has me much more fired up to play the game than that did. So I'm I don't know maybe it's just me but I'm excited. Do you think some of the backlash is fair? No, but people need like a lot of people act like you know they need stuff now. They have no patience. Um, so yeah, I I just I've seen it as a trend across yeah. gaming. Um, is if they don't show like the most baller thing, you know, people get mm. pissed off because. God forbid there's anything that's not, you know, Michael Bay action-y in, in the game well, at remember, all times. We were talking about this when we were at E3 last year doing our E3 shows, and we talked about how so many fans like were pissed that every company didn't show every last thing that they've even thought about working on at these shows. And you kind of have to space things out. They said this is the first episode of this, right? Yeah. We're going to see probably two or three more They'll show more, but if you show all the best shit right away, then later on people are like, "Well, that sucks." Yeah, the, so what was the first one? You got to build to the release of the game, right? But they do need to be better about explaining things beforehand. Like gaming yes. companies are bad about this, where you know you don't know what you going in, um, or they straight up tell you there's going to be gameplay mm. and then there's not. Looking at you, Xbox <laughs> and Ubisoft <laughs> with. Assassin's Creed. 100% but promise you that's going to change. Next there's a lot of bad messaging, and mm -hmm. then it just and then people get mad, and so I can kind of understand that. But I didn't think it was all that bad. I just I I thought it was going to be like an E3 presentation, and it was not. And yeah. you know when I'm thinking I'm thinking like I didn't expect it to be super long, but you know show the high set pieces that get people excited. Mm -hmm. That's what I assumed. And maybe that's my own fault for assuming. I mean, you know what they say when you assume, but yeah. still, like, just if you would have clarified and been like, all right, this is what our plan is. You know, there's going to be Night City Wires for the next, leading up to when it gets delayed for another year, um, then I would have been cool. I really yeah. hope to God it does not get delayed. I need this game. <laughs> well, I think November is when it'll come out, and I think that, you know, we talked about before as to why I got moved to November. There might be something to that. I uh, Let me ask you this. So, if they had come to us, they didn't approach us, um, but they said, hey, we want, we want you to be one of the people that plays this four-hour trial, right? Mm-hmm. Um, would, I know you would have done it. You would have been excited. But now would you be in the space where you're like, that's awesome, I played it, or would you be like, now I have to wait like four more months for this, or five, or whatever? Both. I'm allowed to have two yeah. separate. You yeah. are. You're allowed to feel more than one thing, you know, as much as that's 
weird today, but that's true. So I, I think I, I'm with you. I would have absolutely wanted to play it. And you can't, like, every content creator that got to play it, and I don't blame them, like, this isn't a knock on them, but, like, the first thing they're all saying is, I got to play this, <laughs> you know, and it's, um, I think it's just out of excitement, it's really cool, and uh, it's it's fun to see a game generate this level of just hype and excitement around it, um, as, as much as two years out from release, and that that's awesome, and I can't wait for that, and, and like, see, we were talking this week about halo and how we're just kind of now arriving at that point where we're like super hyped for halo yeah you know and i and cyberpunk had you for sure and me to a degree a while ago right yep so speaking of halo we learned some things about halo infinite this week steven you want to touch on that yeah so we're going to tease people at the beginning and then not ever tell them what happened yeah your your thing Mm-hmm. So before we talk about Halo, you did a thing. I did. And uh, so Steven is, like, he'll buy things that he, you know, gets into, but you don't strike me as always a really impulsive buyer, not for big things. No, I'm oh. a very, I, I'm impulsive when it comes to the small stuff. Like, like movies. Sub 30 bucks, probably. Yep. Um, maybe 40 but yeah, with big things, it's like, ooh, you know, you want to, but then you're like, dude, am I going to regret this? Um, this was not sub $40, <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, but no, Well, maybe um, an arm of it was, but not the whole thing. Yeah, so on Friday, on yesterday, um, the Cyberpunk, like, Twitter account, or actually the, the, the woman that presented, like, she tweeted something about how, you know, I, I, I bet you guys saw the chair I was sitting in, I did not um but then she showed pictures of it and she's like well now it's available to buy on you know secret labs it's the the titan chair the cyberpunk edition so i like go and i was planning on getting one about three weeks ago but none of the ones that they had were going to ship anytime soon and so i was like huh let me think and i you know i thought about it i'm like that's a lot of money for a chair and i kind of talked myself out of it and i was like would i be happy with the game of thrones ones which was the ones i was looking at um and i i ultimately decided no i probably wouldn't but then this one i'm like oh this one looks awesome i want it and so i went and i bought it and it's supposed to arrive like tomorrow so i'll have this by the time you guys listen to this more than likely yeah um so how much does that set you back uh 500 bones yeah, Plus and, and, and you know it's not a secret. Anybody can go look it up, right? But it's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot, man. But but you're, I remember like you texted me, um, showing it, and you were pretty fired up about it. So that's awesome. I, I and, was. Yep. Yeah, like you said, you better clean that thing regularly. That thing's yellow, bright, bright yellow. Not in the seat though, just the backing. That's true. Um, but it will be. I I'll have. I'll probably go buy the, like, special cloth and cleaning stuff they have, because, you, you know, why not? Dude, if I had a $500 desk chair, gaming chair, I, I would definitely do that. Um, are you going to break the Cyberpunk jacket back out? Oh, the Cyberpunk jacket's hanging in the room I'm in right now. Okay. It's just not, it's on a hanger, but mm-hmm. um, I might I might put it on. might have to put it on okay. while I'm sitting in the chair. feel cool. fancy. 
Well, that'll be cool. So I, I look forward to seeing uh, the chair tomorrow. I'm sure you'll post a bunch of pictures. Oh, yeah. Follow on us on Twitter. Twitter. As soon as it yeah. gets set up, it's going to be posted. Um, and then, yeah, before we move on to Halo, there was a lot of different outlets that got to, to go check out and talk about the game. And they all kind of did different things so you can get a lot of different like ideas of what you can do if you don't want things spoiled i understand mm-hmm. um my favorite was like the pc gamer um four four hour article so you know if you're interested that was one of the good ones in my opinion so yeah cool all right now steven tell us about tell us about halo yeah so uh a few days ago i think it was well the 24th of wednesday the halo twitter account posted a one minute and 14 video that was like anomaly and then it went into a speech by what we later learned was well not later but by the end of the video they said they're the banished from halo wars 2 and i think the books so we're now pretty much sure they're bringing the brutes back um who's been out of the game since three um in a mistake in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion but it was a really hyped video i am super excited and i honestly thought xbox would announce their um like when the event's gonna happen the day after but they didn't which surprised me but i thought we were gonna get it yesterday yeah um i thought there was a chance we might get like a sneaky way of dropping it in um during one of the shows, like, if they wanted to tease anything Cyberpunk, and I know it's supposed to be all first party, right? But if they wanted to tease anything, it could they could have dropped it there. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought we were going to get it this week. I, that's why I'm thinking now we're going to see it at the end of July rather than the beginning. Unless they come, what if they come with somewhere it's like, you know, they just want to give, like, three days notice to get people really freaking excited? They should. To, I think they should, fair. too. I think um, they should drop it next weekend before the holiday weekend in the U.S. and then turn around and have it early the following week. I, you know, and that's part that's mostly selfishness on my part, just because I really want it to happen. Yeah. Soon. I I think it'll be more towards the end of the month though. Yeah, and we'll we'll um predict what we're gonna see is spe- like especially out of Halo, mm-hmm. but we did get the little teaser thing, so we wanted to mention it um, yeah. to you guys. But yeah, as long as it's not a stealth drop where it's like, hey, it's. You know, Tuesday, we're doing this on Thursday. Well, we can't really do a prediction because <laughs> we don't record in yeah. between that. But so. depending on what happens, we'll try to get that to you guys. But Yeah, and, and we have no idea what we're going to see at that show, but I know someone who does. Yeah. And that's Phil Spencer. And Phil has been pretty active lately, uh, doing a lot of interviews and saying a lot of things. And he definitely said a thing this week. So, uh, he was uh, in an interview. They asked him about the PlayStation 5 event. And his quote was this. Quote, just being honest, I felt good after seeing their show. Uh, He continued on to say, I think the hardware advantages that we built are going to show up as we're uh, talking more about our games and frame rates and other things. I thought the games line up that we're going to have at launch, I I feel really good about and we got more clarity on what they're doing, obviously, at their show, which helped us focus in on more of what we have. And I think that'll be a strength for us at launch. Um, so he said a couple things there. One, we saw what they have, so now it helps us focus our message more. Right? Yeah. Two, we saw what they have, and we feel really freaking good about what we have in comparison. That... 
that's such different language for Xbox to have that some of the PlayStation fans, like on the social medias this week, were like taken aback and offended. Like, how dare you? How dare you talk crap about our favorite box? Because Xbox doesn't do that. Xbox for years had to play the role of like, we're all buddies here. You know, and they'd be like, great, great job. Congratulations on the release of God of War and blah, blah, blah. Right? All of that. And it's classy to do that. But it also says you're not really competing. You just kind of want to be there. Be friends with everybody. They're very comfortable competing again now. They're confident. This is a different tone to the messaging. It's not mean. It's not like trying to show up PlayStation. It's not anything like that. It's that they're saying we're confident in what we have in comparison to them. There's nothing wrong with that. I think I think it's awesome that they're showing this confidence. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's not entirely fair to say they've gone away from thinking. I mean, Phil did just uh, congratulate Neil Druckmann on the success of The Last of Us 2 sure. this week. Well, um, you can do both these things now, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, no, it's... I think it's good to see their their confidence level. I, again, I mean, we talked before. They need to show some games. Um, games are important when you're gaming, probably the most important. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see, and I, I am excited, excited for the show. And I think they did learn stuff. Phil made a joke on on Twitter on Wednesday about you know they're waiting on Aaron Greenberg to get the new webcam before they start the show. Um, and then he said, just kidding, no greeny webcams in the July show. Thank God, because, I, I mean, I said it before, I wrote an, ar- wrote an article on what Xbox can learn um, from Sony's show. They need to go to that pre-recorded route and just kill it. Yep. This needs to be an E3 show. Just not on a stage. And I, I think uh, I think it's going to be. that the just... I'm not even going to, like, congratulate them on saying no webcams because I'm just going to say good. That's what you should do here because this is a really big moment for them. Um, This and the Gamescom are huge for them, and this one especially. Like, this is make or break for Xbox. Would you agree? Yes. 100%. You have to deliver here. Like, you can't have people walking away and be like, oh, that was okay. You need to, you know, kill it here, knock it out of the park, all those, you know, um, cliches. You got to do them all here. All right? There is no next month. There is no we're saving more to tell you later. Nope. Now. Hit it now. And I think they have a chance to change the entire conversation about what the dynamic of the next generation is going to look like in terms of competition. Not that it matters, But you want both consoles to be healthy. And I don't... Like, fanboys. You want them both to be healthy and successful because that's how they push each other to get better. Um, In fact, there were... There's rumors floating that PlayStation 5 is going to adopt the Snap feature that Xbox One had at launch. So... You know, they learn from each other, they pick up things from each other, they see what works, they see what doesn't, and the only way they can continue to do that is if both are healthy and and continue to push the other. So, the fanboys out there that want the other one to just, like, go away, like, that doesn't help you, that hurts you. It's going to hurt your experience at the end of the day. So, I'm glad to see they're confident again. Because we've seen your Stephen, where they go heading into E3 or whatever, 
They spent a lot of time talking about Game Pass. They spent a lot of time talking about, you know, their their monthly services, right? Yeah. And not, and you can tell they're kind of they're setting the bar for themselves. They're lowering, managing expectations. We'll call it. This time, no, they're talking about no. We got to show you games, and and they feel good about that. There were some rumored um, lists of what's going to be shown at this thing floating around i think they're not true that's why we're not talking about them here although i'll tell you if it is true holy crab i yeah. i didn't see it so i'm telling you if it's true it'll be one of the best gaming shows you've ever seen all right i'll hope it's not true though <laughs> so don't worry about it but well you can't um, say for certain but yeah yeah well i think there's a couple things in there that kind of give away that it's probably not but um anyway i think uh i'm just happy to see that they're coming with this attitude of a, a position of confidence and just knowing and, tr- and knowing and feeling enough to communicate that they feel like they're in a better position than even their competition so there's no yeah. problem with that that's not um classless as some playstation fans put it this week no and they did the same thing seven years ago they did and it cheered it but Whatever. Moving on, um, Phil did say some other stuff mm-hmm. about... He said it without saying. He said, Xbox All Access is going to be critical to both our launch for the Xbox Series X as well as just the overall generation. Uh, so those that don't know, All Access is the thing that you know you can purchase... I think Amazon is one of one of the main retailers that is participating, but you you know you pay thirty bucks or whatever a month, and you get the console, and you know you're on a two year hook just like a cell phone, but you also get Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass, so you know basically Game Pass Ultimate um, for the rather than having to shell out you know three four hundred bucks for the 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 One X, you know you can do it monthly, and it's looking like it's gonna come back for the Series X, maybe even at launch. We will see. Uh, do you think this is a good idea? Absolutely. I, I think whenever you give more options for how to get this, that's good. And for some people, five hundred bucks in one shot or six hundred bucks in one. I hope it's not six hundred. Five hundred in one shot, four hundred in one shot is a lot of money, and that's a big ask for some people. And I think especially this year with what's happening with the pandemic and people losing their jobs or being laid off or or just being out of work for a little while temporarily um is making that even more so so i think you give people an option to get it in a different way without having to shout all the money up front that's a good thing there's not there's no reason to say that's not consumer friendly it's just offering another option to get the console and get all the games spread away because this includes game pass <clears throat> excuse me which would allow you to have all the first party games on day one yeah so that's awesome and i think uh you know because think about steven like day one of a console it's not just showing up to gamestop and dropping 500 bucks right not you're gonna get, play something no you're gonna get a couple games you're gonna do whatever maybe another extra controller all that stuff by the end of the day, you're spending probably $650 to $700. Minimum. Yep. And depending on where you live, that might be more because of taxes, so mm-hmm. fun. Yep. Um, like your state and my state, too, the best. Yeah, for sure. That. Uh, you, you brought up something I was thinking about earlier, actually. Mm-hmm. Is the bringing all access from the start 
telling us that maybe the Series X is not going to be as cheap as we think it is. You know, and what what has me thinking it more than that, but I, I think the answer to that is yes. Um, the the other thing is that basically this week we saw more and more um, traction behind the argument that Lockhart is absolutely a real thing, and and we saw some rumors as to the the specifics that basically make it look like in terms of power and in terms of graphics. It's going to be a very similar console to the PS5. Um, that, in fact, it's not going to be the much weaker version of the Series X, but only slightly so. Um, just the the graph, uh, the resolution might not be quite as good. Um, I don't know I, which ones you were seeing, because the ones I saw were like 1080p 60 frames. Yeah. Um, and I think some people have issues with that. Yeah, I think some people do, but I but again, what's wrong with offering an option to say this is going to be a cheaper way to get in and you make your decision, right? Um I I, I you're I've always been a believer that options for consumers are good. And uh you know, whether you know the the option isn't always gonna be for the same thing. I mean that there's gonna be a price difference for a reason. So I think, though, that with that the what I saw about that this week, to, to answer your question finally, yeah, I think it indicates that Series X is probably going to be pretty expensive because this other one is probably going to be priced in the 400 range. So do you think the Series X is $600? No. I maybe you still think $500? Maybe. Uh, maybe $600, but I doubt it. I just think that there's so... Even if it deserves to be 600 because of the power of it, it's still such a bad look. And I just hope they understand that. I think they do, and I still could see them trying 400 and then like 250 for the Lockhart. And just crushing Sony on the price. Yeah. Now, whether that's the case, I mean, I we... Well, I wasn't... A, or yeah, I wasn't... I don't remember i was on the show yet um but right around that time you guys were talking about the one x and its price and it was all the speculation was under 500 and then it was 500 dollars. yeah so well they even like pushed out a teaser uh during e3 week there was a tweet of like some old um thing they put out some robot or something and it had a price point of four hundred dollars, and it was very cryptic. But you had to go look it up and go look at whatever. And I don't remember exactly what it all was, but you know that the internet detectives got after it and found out what it meant. And it was like this, this cover of an old magazine that had a featured like robot thing, and it was four hundred bucks on the cover of the magazine. So everybody thought, oh, they have just very cleverly revealed their price. And, um, then they said, and then they said it was $500. So, you know, um, I don't know. Like, I feel like they listen to everything, but they live in this bubble when it comes to price. And they've, they've shown that they've learned from the feedback on gameplay. They've shown that they've learned from the feedback on power. They've shown that they've learned from feedback on everything except price so far. So part of me, yes, thinks it is going to be $600. I just really hope that it's not. Yeah. 
Okay. So anyway, good question. I think we're going to find out real soon. I don't. I, by Gamescom, we'll know. That's two months from now. Yeah, but in the grand scheme of things, when we saw the D3 last year, it was a year and a half away. Yeah, so, fair point. You know, like, in the grand scheme, we're getting there. The finish line is at least in sight at this point. Um. Anyway, Sean Lane, do we remember him? Yeah, he, former head of PlayStation. Yeah, he said things this week, too. And he was talking about the length of single-player games. So we're seeing more and more games now be of that, you know, 25-plus hour variety. Last of Us 2, I think, was 25 hours-ish. Um, and, you know, what, Red Dead 2 was about 60, 65? Yeah, something like that. And we've seen lots of others, like The Witcher's well over 100 hours. 200 if you do or 200, everything. yeah. Cyberpunk, I think, will probably be in that ballpark, too. Um, Sean Layton is arguing for the return of the 12 to 15 hour AAA game. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I see some value in that, and I feel like the only games that are even in that range right now are shooters. Yeah. I know people want value for their money, and so, and a lot of people have attached the hours um as the the point of value but half those games that flaunt long hours are flaunted with fluff pieces of fetch quests and we're playing games with f here um but yeah fetch quests or you know you go collect feathers um yeah seriously can't get off of the f's or you know sheet notes i remember assassin's creed black flag had those like music mm-hmm. sheets among other things like some of that stuff's boring as hell you know you don't want to yeah. do it but they it pads the numbers for length of play so I get it. Not every game does need to be 50, 60 hours. But also, you know, when a game's only 15 hours, it's it's hard to always justify paying 60 bucks for it. Um, luckily, lots of games go on sale very fast. So mm. there you go. You can just wait. But So, can so I, I, get, the, I get both sides. Can I give you the flip side of this argument? Yes. As someone who works full-time and doesn't have the gaming time, I used to. Um, I think it's really daunting to look at a game and say this is going to take a 100-hour commitment or even a 50-hour commitment. And that sometimes is a turnoff to where it'll help me decide whether or not to, to play the game in the first place. Because I think about you know that 50-hour commitment and how long it's going to take me to get through that. And, man, it makes it... It's almost like it's just putting a barrier in front of it for me right away. And I think there's a lot of gamers that feel that way because I've heard it from a lot of people. So I think there is a lot of value for people in that, you know, 15-hour game in the sense that it's something they can easily do and experience um, and, uh, and enjoy without having to dedicate the next three months to it of whatever free time they have. That said, I think, uh, I, I know what you're saying, where people see value in terms of hours. I see value in terms of experience. Like, I could play a 50-hour thing and have it be like, eh, it's fine. You know, because you reach a point of no return where you're like, we've come this far, so we're going to finish this thing. Um, but there have been eight-hour games I've played where I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... You and me talked about before on the show how 
Spider-Man was mm-hmm. awesome, awesome experience, and I beat that in a weekend, so it couldn't have yep. been longer than 15 hours, mm-hmm. and I felt like I got my money's worth. So, I mean, Absolutely. I said I'm not making the argument for myself, um, right. but I, I see other people do. But, I mean, if 15-hour game, you know, that's only 4 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you probably spend more on a lot of things when you, you know, you, you time that out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A movie. Well, you go see you go see More five movies. That. You go see five movies. We'll call it ten hours. There goes you know sixty bucks of your money minimum. Like, and if you're going with somebody else and paying for them, it's like a hundred bucks easy, right? Um. So I think that experience for you know that fifteen hour game and calling it sixty bucks, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, sometimes it's about the experience you had more than how long it took you to get there. So. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, I think it's a fair point by Sean Layden. And I always had a lot of respect for him when he ran PlayStation. Um, you know, he helped move that brand in a really good direction uh, last generation. and Or the end of the beginning of this current one, I guess, still. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway... That is that. Uh, Steven, do you want to fill us in on what games are coming out that people can buy? Yeah, so on the 30th of June, you can get Hunting Simulator. Um, on the 2nd of July, you can get the Otterman Empire. And then on the 3rd, you can get Alphadia Genesis. Yeah, and I know we'll have a review for the Otterman Empire going up this week. So, pretty excited about that. Um, Hunting Simulator... I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, not the type of game I want to play. Yeah, I'm just too much of an animal person. And yeah, it's Hunting like, Simulator too. Sorry, I, I missed. Yeah, it's Hunting Simulator too. And you get to bring your dog to hunt with you. Yeah. So that's cool. So uh, and then Alphadia Genesis also cool. Uh, so some good games coming out. Let us know what you're playing. Uh, let us know at uh, or on Twitter at Generation X underscore Box. And uh, tell us what you're getting into here in early July. Stephen, do we have questions this week? Yeah, we got a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so first one, Crypt Empress says, Music plays a big part in most video games. What was the first time that you remember hearing a track in a game and having to sit the controller down and just immerse yourself in a soundtrack? Halo. Which one? Two. Okay. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What, you know what I remember most was in whatever year it was, 14 or 15 at E3, when they announced Master Chief Collection. And they, like, the lights went down, and you just heard, like, the the vocals, right? Yeah, the, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, that's that music is so iconic that in video game circles that it like that's all you needed and you honestly like as a huge as a big Halo fan like I felt the goosebumps a little bit right so you know that definitely that one for me how about you yeah um I could see Halo but it's not the first um I think the first for me would be Kingdom Hearts Dearly Beloved is fantastic as a song it just gives me goosebumps Mm -hmm. um and then the opening Simple and Clean this one of my favorites um, plus, then you get the Disney music whenever you're in any of the worlds. Um, so, it, yeah, that game had phenomenal soundtrack. Um, and so, yeah, any any of the Kingdom Hearts games, but especially the first one. By the way, on that note, uh, you said earlier that you got in a game to the final boss and then didn't beat the final boss. 
the we're gonna count that as completed because then I can say I beat Kingdom Hearts three and Ninja Gaiden two. No, we're not gonna say that. I didn't beat King- Crackdown three, and you definitely didn't beat Kingdom Hearts three. I'm beginner. I just love. I love how you have to throw that part in there like every time. Well, it's just funny. I mean, you got to the final boss on beginner, and then you couldn't beat it. Like, come on, Tyler. No, I just got bored. Get good. We know someone that's never played Dark Souls. (laughs) That's that's correct. Uh, I would love. And there will not be a Drunk Souls stream. Wrong. Oh yeah, not Drunk Souls, but we're gonna get Tyler to prepare to try and go through Dark Souls. Yeah, the trilogy. I think that's what we need. That'll be good for our. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm thinking that's that's smart. Um, up next, up next, uh, Casey, back to the Lockhart thing. Says rumors are saying Lockhart will likely be less powerful than a One X. What's the point in releasing a next gen console that's less powerful than the current gen consoles? So I'll start. I don't sure. think the rumors are saying it's p- less powerful it's than a One X. Um, it might less well, they graphics are, potentially but from who? Well, you know? yeah, okay. Yeah, any PlayStation fan is going to say that because, of course, like fanboy, I mean. Well, the tribal um, ones will, yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I said fanboy. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so it might not reach 4K, but 60 to 120 frames if it can get that, and then the fast load times. You know, I still think there's a good sect of the, the you know, the people that play games that might not have a 4K TV or might not have a 4K TV in every bedroom. So it might be beneficial to buy the Lockhart. Um, at 1080p because you're not going to get the 4k performance anyways and then you get you know the ssd which will speed up games plus the 60 frames like that might be worth it as a backup console or a secondary console mm-hmm. plus it might be cheaper yeah. than a 1x2 might doubt it but could what about yeah. you no i agree with you i think um so also there's just something for consumers and don't lie we all do it everybody listening we just like to be part of the newest generation right that's true um, and having that it, it is a little bit of psychology and you know but people want to i mean your your iphone 8 could still work perfectly but when you see iphone 11 you want it right and then you get the people who are like, oh, you still have a 10. You know, and so there's that FOMO of, of not getting the newest and greatest. And, you know, it's it's still having the newest and greatest, but being more a little more entry level and lower price point. Um, the, I, I see, actually, here's a question for you, Sue. Which one do you think will be better selling out of the gate? That's tough. Um, I think it's Lockhart. If, if the rumors we're seeing are right, because here's what happens: like the 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 high, super high in tech will always see that initial surge because of the the super techie people out there that want the best of everything, right? Sure, like us, and and then it's going to slow way down until it drops in price fifty bucks, hundred bucks. And then the adoption will start to go back up. But because of the price point of Lockhart, people will be like, well, I want the Xbox what, Series S, it'll probably be called. Um, I, or I want the new generation one. And, you know, they're not going to be as knowledgeable as most people that listen to this show or whatever. 
they're going to go and they're going to see both these and they're going to see a price point difference of like $200, $250. See, and that's the and, thing. It all depends how big mm-hmm. of a gap in price point. Yeah. If it's like 100 bucks or less, then why even do it? If it's 200 or more, then sure. But I think people are going to say, well, how different can they really be and get the lower price point one? Yeah. And I think that's where you're going to see upgrade programs further into the next gen where, you know, people can upgrade their Series S into an X, you know, for um, whatever program they end up doing. But for something that's pretty consumer friendly, at least I hope so. But yeah, I think early on Lockhart could be the better selling version. Yeah. Because I, I still will say, I think Xbox has the. It has a really good fan base, but I think I think when you talk about really casual gamers, more casual gamers play on Xbox than they do on PlayStation. That's just my thought. So, mm, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I could be totally wrong. But. And it's not a slight on anyone to call them a casual gamer. Like, it's okay to just play once in a while. Yeah. But, all right. Last question. Yeah, I was going to say, did I answer the question? But You yeah. did. Okay. Um, last question from two times. Uh, it says, do you think Xbox is going to try and capture the Japanese market this gen? Are they going to go above and beyond to try and please all types of gamers? You can go here first. Yeah, um, they'll try. And the answer to the second question is absolutely yes. I, I think they're they're doing that with the the studios that they're acquiring right now, and I, they're they're really going to be careful with how they put together the library of games that they have and the portfolio that they have. Uh, as far as Japan goes, they're going to try. They're not going to be very successful. They never ever have been. Um, Japan is PlayStation and Nintendo country. It just is, and Xbox has never fared well there because. Xbox is not the console you think of when you think of, like, JRPGs, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's just not. And I think it wouldn't... I think it's going to take a lot more than one good one to make it be that. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Steven? Yeah, so I watched the New Game Plus Expo this week, um, which showed a lot of, like, the... Like, double-A titles slash indie titles, and a lot of them were, like, JRPGs. And uh, one trend I noticed throughout was... Coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation and PC, but no Xbox. Uh, And that was the theme of the show. So, yeah, I mean, it it sucks because I'm someone that likes, you know, JRPGs and and those types of games. And I don't get them on on the Xbox because they don't come, and I think that sucks. Do I think Xbox is going to, you know... I, I think Xbox knows better than to try to capture, like, the Japanese market. Um, Because I don't think they can. But I think they might try to get some of the people like me that like those types of games on top of liking, you know, your Halos and all the other stuff that Xbox has. Um, Potentially a new Fable game as well. So I think, yeah, they, they, I hope they go above and beyond, you know, to please all types of gamers. I I wonder if they think it's, because all the studios they have, none of them strike me as the type that could make a good you know, Lost Odyssey 2 or a game like that. Well, you know, probably one of the one of my favorite JRPGs ever made, Xbox exclusive, and we've never seen anything from that, you know. And Xbox 360 had a lot of JRPGs on it. And a lot yeah. of good ones. Not all not exclusives, but just, you know, and third party and, you know, it, it didn't happen on the one. You know, my my 
So, I'm not being serious here, but Stephen, when we watched the Xbox event together, like, there's part of me that would just love, just for your reaction, if the first game they announced was Halo colon Forza of War. Would it? (laughs) And I wish I could say with total certainty that that would never, ever happen. If it does, it's going to be the same thing like Bethesda throwing Skyrim on Alexa. Yeah. Like a joke. I hope so. And wouldn't that be something really fun to do? Like, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be said for acknowledging your own BS sometimes. You know, and I, I think it does a lot to lower the uh, the shields that people put up to what you're telling them. So if you come out and say, yeah, we've been shooter racer game or console for, you know, 10 plus years. And the next two hours or next hour or whatever are all about showing that we're going to be different going forward. That goes a long way. That would be awesome. I don't know if they're capable of making fun of themselves to that extent. I, I think it would have been great. But, yeah, I, I've seen what I what they say they're going to go with first and second, or what the rumor is be pretty awesome if they did that so stop trying to get me to ask i don't want to know <laughs> i'm you not keep gonna get to, i'm not trying to get you to ask but that wraps up questions so there okay. we go cool thanks to everybody who sent in feel free to send in questions to on twitter uh at generation x underscore box also you can send them in on discord send them in mail uh, mail at generationxbox.com or uh, lots of other ways too, including Facebook. So head on over to GenerationXbox.com to get links to everything, and you can find all that right here in the show notes as well. I see that's going to do it for 217. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go play some Halo. Uh, we'll be back next week with 218 and telling everybody, this is Generation Xbox. For all the latest on Xbox, uh, catch some good reviews there. Read the stories. Comment on them. That'd be awesome. We would appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, do that this week, and you will be your biggest fan. We'll be back next week with 218. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, bye-bye.